2: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Centiva.
1: These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a Clinical Associate Professor of Psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. There are particular areas that are often stressful in many people's lives. Money, or lack thereof, being one of the most common. This past year has been a volatile and uncertain time economically for so many people. Dealing with economic fears is common and challenging. And that is why today I have a listener question from a woman whose anxiety is predominantly about money and the future. The economy has been labile for months now, and even more so, many people have a lot of uncertainty as to whether their employer will keep them or whether their employer will even survive or whether they can keep working there. We are in a pandemic of indeterminate length, which is taking its toll on the economy. Many people this month will be panicking about how they will pay their taxes, let alone have money for vacations, a kid's class, car breakdowns, and home repairs. As you walk around increasingly panicked, you can be sure it will take a toll on you and your family. Anxieties can affect your health, causing high blood pressure heart attacks, ulcers, and headaches. Money issues are one of the biggest stressors in a marriage, often causing huge arguments and tension. When you're stressed, your kids always notice, and they too can become fearful about the financial future of your family. On the other hand, If they are totally kept in the dark about the nature of your fears, they may think it's something even worse, like you are sick or dying. And they may add to your stress by insisting on continued spending that makes you feel both guilty and also angry. So all in all, it's best to find ways to communicate about and deal with financial worries Because sticking your head in the sand on this topic is bound to result in a terrible outcome, like tremendous family anxiety and arguments, debt, and even bankruptcy. So with that in mind, let's get to it and see, how can I help? Dear Dr. Saltz, my husband and I both have pretty good jobs And I have gone from a person who was so constantly focused on having enough money to meet the moment to one that does have enough money to pay my bills, to have a home, have my kids in school, and do some nice things. You would think this would take me from being the always money worrying person I was to a calmer, more content version of myself. But no, I have recently found myself awakening during the night. Feeling panicked that we don't have a nest egg, that we don't have savings in case there's an emergency, a car wreck, a medical illness. I realize these things may never happen, but I keep thinking, what if they do? And this nervousness is building over time, and it is now something I'm feeling worried about a lot of the day. I have started bugging my husband, who is saying, we are okay which actually is just making me feel more anxious. I'm asking you because I don't know. Maybe this is just an anxiety problem. Or is it? How can I tell? And what can I do? The thing about anxiety problems is that they are almost always having at least a kernel of truth to them, making it sometimes really hard for the worrier to tell. If this is a true danger or more of a mental health issue, this can especially be the case when it comes to something like money. Because generally speaking, people can have such varied approaches to and comforts with money that is not always clear. As you mentioned, your husband feels things are just fine without a nest egg. Or does he? Might he be saying things are okay because he doesn't want to or doesn't have a way of addressing it right now? Again, it can be hard to say. Either way, you do have a lot of thoughts about the importance of having an emergency fund. And your idea is not irrational nor off the wall. Many people do feel it is responsible to put away even 30 to $50 a week to start growing an emergency fund in case some unexpected emergency really does happen. This may be a more conservative stance financially than your husband, but that does not mean that it should be dismissed. Anxiety is your mind's warning bell. It's telling you that it perceives danger. Your job is to evaluate the proximity of danger, to then do problem-solving around the perceived danger. And then if high anxiety continues after that, consider that it may be your mind on anxiety overdrive and that you might need to work to have methods of relaxing and in a way, ignoring the continued anxiety. Doing things that relax you, maybe using therapy, sometimes if it's really pervasive considering medication. In this case, I would say that the danger feels like an unexpected problem that requires funds and not having any. So talking to your husband about the value to you of feeling more secure in starting to create an emergency fund It's not that the money will be gone, which might be his concern, but it does mean finding where you can save just a little a week from to start some sort of nest egg. Even $50 a week can create a fund. How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz will be back after this short break.
0: The
1: As you do this, you should also be working the same time to problem solve around the anxiety, too. So, adding some anxiety coping tools to your toolbox. Those could be things like aerobic exercise or deep breathing, muscle relaxation, taking up meditation, methods of relaxing at home. If making a plan to solve the problem does not diminish the anxiety, If the anxiety causes you to worry about it most days, to be preoccupied, to lose concentration, feel physically nervous, and as you mentioned, disrupt sleep, stealing feeling happy from your life, then this probably does need addressing from a professional. With therapy, for example, with CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, it can really be helpful with this type of anxiety. That being said, it doesn't mean that you haven't identified something that you do feel needs addressing. And I would tell you that when you and your partner don't agree on something that requires problem solving, the solution is not to just stew in your own anxiety. The solution is about reaching some sort of compromise and helping your partner to really empathize with the true concern that you have. So I would advise you to sit down with him and explain not all of the calamities that could happen in life, but that for you, it really is important to have some sort of even relatively small nest egg aside. Help him to understand how this would make you feel financially more secure and more able to be a good partner and talk about ways you can do this that will be comfortable for both of you. I hope that was helpful. When it comes to anxiety about money, here are some other very important things to consider. First, educate yourself. Sometimes when we are scared, we tend to look the other way to diminish our fear. In this case, Not knowing where all the money is going, what monies will be needed this year, your level of money owed, for example, in credit card debt, and general budgeting and financial planning feels dangerous because you're nervous. Often, one spouse knows and is the financial family planner and the other tends to stay clueless perhaps because they're anxious about the subject matter. This is not a good idea. In times of fear and tension, both partners need to know what's going on because decisions that include sacrifice may need to be made. And a relationship works best when it is mutual or a compromise rather than one person dictating to the other. So make sure that you both know what's going on. Next, be a team. Negotiate your life priorities together. If she wants to give up the swim club this summer, but still go on a vacation. If he wants to give up the vacation, but keep the second car. Maybe she is terrified of credit card debt, and he is more scared of having her go back to work. You have to talk about the priorities that two of you each have for your family. Is it education? after-school extras, family trips, or another child. Each of you should think through your life priorities and then share that with each other so that you can come up with a unified plan that will avoid fights and make your relationship feel like a partnership, tackling the tough stuff together rather than being adversaries. Now, when it comes to family, next I say, really, talk to your kids. They know when you are scared, so tell them why, but couch it in reassuring terms. In other words, you can tell them that times are tight and you are figuring out ways to make it work for the family, but be sure to reassure them that the basics will be okay. By basics, I mean that you are together and that you have each other, that you are well and there for them, and you will have the things you need to get by together. Explain that while it may be disappointing to give up other things that you had, and it is that disappointment that they're seeing in you, that in fact, they are not the most important things in life. It is reassurance of the love and presence of you, and that you will keep them safe, that matters most. Next, Model for your kids. Show them how to be self-disciplined about money. Show them what delayed gratification is. Give them ideas on how one makes money decisions by prioritizing. You do not need to give them details about the finances to do this. Just showing them that you save money for something that matters to you to have later. That you shouldn't just buy that yo-yo Because you want it now, but only after some thought in the context of what else you may need and want later. And lastly, empower the children. Feeling that they can help in their own way will make your children feel they are part of the family team and feel empowered. For instance, what do they feel they have been spending money on that they might feel that they could give up? How might they earn some extra money with babysitting or mowing a lawn? Helping to stretch the family money by helping with meals, gardening, and babysitting. Being aware of some conserving, like making sure the lights are off or the water's not running. Put this in light of ways that you really appreciate their pitching in to help your whole family handle money better. Not in terms of there not being enough money for lights and water. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? With me, Dr. Gail Saltz. Right Rug Flooring.